This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. A video of the talk is also available along with more downloads at our website ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk or join us in person at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. Well hello and thank you for just coming along and listening to this talk. It's going to be one of the toughest, I think, of all the things that we could talk about. It's going to challenge you, I'm afraid. It's going to ask you to look at yourself. It's going to ask you to think about yourself. And Jesus is going to say some very, very, very hard things. Now, whether you take them on board, I leave that for you. We will try and present them as best we can for you to understand. And hopefully you will take them on board and enjoy what Jesus has to say. So, I wonder what worries you. I wonder what sort of things you get concerned about. I wonder what sort of things sort of come to you. Do you get worried about life in general? Perhaps you get worried about being sick. Perhaps you get worried about having a good job. Do you worry about even having a job? Do you worry about money? Do you worry about all sorts of things? Do you find that sometimes it just, well, dare we say, weighs you down? I'm a natural worrier. I'm a person that, if you tell me something, I would look at it and think, well, will this go wrong? Will that go wrong? Are you that sort of character? What sort of character are you? Or perhaps you're one of these people who are just very carefree and say, well, you know, whatever happens, happens. And if you are, then I'm very envious of you. And I wonder whether you think about, how, how would I control this? How can I, how can I get around this? How can I do it? Maybe you'll do it through pills. Maybe that's the way through. Maybe through medication. Maybe, maybe that's what you'll think, and that's, that's the way you cope with it. Um, I was told by one of my doctors that um, I needed to take this particular pill, and, and I discovered when I in, investigated it, it was taken for mild anxiety. <laughs> and I thought, oh, right, so have I, got, have I got mild anxiety? Have I got mild worries about what life is about? And medication can overcome things, can't it? Worry's a thing, isn't it? If you've got money worries, if you're unemployed, if you find yourself in a situation where you haven't got money, it's tough. This world we live in doesn't necessarily help you, does it? This world that we're in tends to, well, take things off you and tends to make it harder. This is a quote that uh, I suppose we could take to heart, we could think about it. Worry does not take away tomorrow's troubles. It takes away today's peace. And, and what it's trying to say to you, basically, is if you've got real worries about what you're going to eat, where you're going to live, where you're going to be, it's going to worry you today, and you're not going to have a peace. Now, I don't know what you'll take from this talk. I don't know what you'll take from what we've got to say. But I hope you'll take one thing away, that what Jesus has on offer here, what he's talking to you about here in Matthew, is trying to get you to understand you can have a peaceful life. That's what he's trying to get you to think about. Hence, we put that quote up. Anxiety is another way of explaining as well. Tensions, panic, you might get a panic attack about things, you may get an anxious about anything. Even anxious about going to the shops, some people, how dare we not laugh at them. You, know, it, you can get anxiety about all sorts of things. I was looking on a mental health website and uh, came up with some interesting things that they talk about. It says, anxiety, when talking about this, is... It's, it's quite, quite interesting what they say. In our introduction, it affects around 16% of the population at any one time. That's quite a few people, isn't it, that are affected by anxiety, by worries, by problems. It goes on then to say this. Stress and anxiety, which is the, the similar sort of thing, is second reported in ill health conditions after muscular 
and, and, and problems that you might have with your muscles and your skeleton, problems with reporting to work and related problems. It's, it's, it's incredible, isn't it? You, you wouldn't think worrying would cause you stress, but it does, doesn't it? Anxiety causes you stress and then causes you to be ill health. Although women are up to th three times more likely to be treated for a medical condition, I think that uh, statistic is more because, guess what, gentlemen, we don't go to the doctors, do we? We tend to tough it out. We tend to say, we know we're not going to go, but the ladies will go and they will get treatment. Um, and it's interesting, it says there that in, in men are three times more likely to die by suicide than women in the UK. Men also present much more higher rates of drug and alcohol addictions. These are all things that I've not put together. This is things that this website has put together for you. In uncovering this report, in doing this report, they said we found 67% of British population state that their money worries were caused of their anxiety. And I can understand that because if you've got money worries, if you've got problems with money, it can really stress you out, can't you? 34% of UK population agreed that they used alcohol for this purpose, breaking down. This relates to 37% of women and 30% of, sorry, of men and 30% of women admitted that they were likely to turn to alcohol to cope with the like, uh, these life moods, anxiety or depression. Doesn't make nice reading, does it? That's taken from the uh, medical sort of situation. They're trying to give you a, a sort of purpose and try and make you understand from, from a medical sort of situation. When they look at it, it's quite a lot of people are affected by this. So if we had a solution, if we had a way of sorting this out, surely that would be a nice thing to have, wouldn't it, if we had a means of sorting out how this could be? Well, maybe we have. So I wonder what makes you anxious then. I wonder what makes you worry. I wonder what makes you concerned. I suppose if we think about it, it could be any of one of these things. Do you worry, perhaps, about having a nice car? That's the McLaren P something, whatever. Perhaps your house isn't big enough. Perhaps you need to have a nice big house. Perhaps that's your worry. Is it worry about a nice holiday? That's New York, if you don't know the skyline. Perhaps it's a worry about your job. Maybe that's the thing that concerns you. All these things will come at you. Perhaps you haven't got a, a right family. Maybe you're thinking about school. Certainly if you think if you've got children, you'll be thinking about where school they're going to or they're going to a nice school. Maybe it's even college. And maybe it's just the concentration of one child, as we have. And maybe you just worry about that child, how she's going to grow up in the world that she's in. Maybe all these things cause you anxiety. Do you want to get the best? Do you want to get better stuff? Do you want to get more stuff? And how do you do that? Well, you have to have a better job. You have to have more money. You have to... All this starts a treadmill, doesn't it, which can be difficult to step off. That's what we're trying to say to you. Maybe you need all of these things. Maybe you do need the fast car. Maybe you do need the big house. Maybe you do need the nice job. Maybe you need to go on the nice holidays. But who are you showing off to? Is it your neighbours? Is it people that you know? Is it just to say, well, yes, of course, I've holidayed in New York. Aren't I something? I've holidayed in wherever you consider is a nice place. Or maybe it's just say, look at my car, isn't it wonderful? And of course cars bring their own worries, don't they? Houses bring their own worries. Holidays can bring worries. If you've ever been into an airport, if you know what the airport situation is like and sometimes things don't go as according to plan. All these things can bring worry, can't they? In colleges and all the rest of it, what college do they go to? Families bring their own worries. What if we said this to you then? Jesus will say to you, not to have any more worries or anxiety about any of this. That's quite something, isn't it? And all of this 
will go away. What are we talking about, I guess, is having a different mindset, having a different attitude of mind. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ is trying to say to you. He's trying to say to you, what do you think? How about getting rid of all those things? And how are we going to do that? We're going to do it by looking at, of course, Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 is sort of middle of the road of, of Jesus talking to his disciples and to those that were wanting to understand what they need to do. And what we're going to learn, as we've said in our title, we're going to see what Jesus said. And I want you to just look at this and just, you know, Jesus is saying all these worries, all these problems that you think you've got, all these problems you think you have, all these anxieties, everything you've got can be taken away from you, can be totally taken away. But how? Well, look what he says. This is Jesus says this to us. Jesus will say to us, don't be anxious about your life. What does he mean? What you will eat or what you will drink. Now, I don't have to particularly be anxious about that because I can go to the cupboard. It's got food in it. Mysteriously, someone fills it up. I don't know who it is. But I know if it runs out, I can nip off to the shop and I can refill it, can't I? Just saying, don't be anxious about these things. Don't worry about these things. It's interesting that it's about eight, uh, sorry, six times that anxious, in my version, which is the ESV, talks about being anxious. And Jesus is trying to get you to think carefully. Don't be anxious about this. Don't worry. Because Jesus said, is not life more than food? Oh, so what Jesus is saying is then, don't have any life, don't bother, don't worry about it, don't have any food, don't worry about it, you don't need to eat. Is that what he's saying? Because that's what it appears to be saying, doesn't it? Then he goes on to say also, the body is more than clothing. Does that mean we have to all join a nudist colony? Is that what he's saying to you? Is that what he's encouraging you to do? Or is he saying something else to us? What is he saying here in this chapter? Is he trying to encourage us to rethink our way of life? Because that's what we've got here. He's been talking to his disciples. He's been trying to show them how they should live. From chapter 5 through to chapter 7, we've called the Sermon on the Mount. And here he's trying to desperately show to his disciples how they should behave, how they should be, and their attitude to life. So he's saying, don't be anxious about your life. Don't worry about it. But yeah, but I need to make sure there's food for tomorrow. I need to make sure there's food when I get home. I need to make sure... No, no, don't worry about it. Do you worry about the clothes you wear? Are you... I, I don't know if my tie is straight, so I forgot to check. I hope it is. Am I worried about that? Of course I might be, because I want to present myself looking good. Am I wearing the right type of suit? Is it a proper Amani suit or whatever the, the latest suit should be? Is that what you worry? Is it, is it, are you not wearing the right design dresses, friends and people? Is, is that what you're not doing? Is, is, is that what you? <laughs> perhaps you find yourself in the wrong clothing department. Perhaps you don't. You know, do you shop at Next or do you shop at Harrods or do you shop wherever you shop? Is that what Jesus is saying? No, he's saying life is more than food. And you know yourself that if you're ill, if you find yourself unwell, then you'll find yourself in this situation where food is more and the body is more than clothing he then gives a lovely little analogy to you and tells you a very simple thing he tells us that basically the birds of the air well they get taken care of they get looked after they're fine there's nothing they, they, they don't have to they don't. have you ever known a bird do any seed planting have you noticed any bird that has gone out and done any making sure that they're planting seeds and doing all for no they don't have big barns like we do. They don't have anything like that. Jesus says, 
look they don't have that at all do they but God provides for them and then Jesus was to say to them do not be anxious about about your life it's gone back again sorry let's go forward a bit and so it's saying about the birds it's saying about what they are looked after and they are looked after they are taken care of they don't have barns they don't build barns we build barns don't we we build them bigger than most because we like to store and we like to make sure it's there but the most amazing thing about the whole thing is this Jesus concludes but God takes care of them all he feeds them all amazing isn't it so why are you worrying about your food why are you anxious about your clothes the birds get taken care of the animals get taken like I say I've never seen an animal forage uh, other than forage and gather I've never seen them ever go and get and seed and wait for the planting which we do it's a different mindset isn't it it's a different thought it's a different process different way of thinking this is totally totally utterly different then he moves on to say to us something else he goes on to say to us this doesn't he can you do this I don't know whether you can and which of you being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life none of us can can we we can't do it we can't we can't make ourselves like that we can't grow at all we can't we can't stretch ourselves we can't make ourselves bigger you are what you are enjoy life I suppose then he said consider the lilies of the field how they grow they neither toil nor spin yet I tell you he says even Solomon even Solomon in all of his glory wasn't anything like these and what we're talking about this is Solomon this is talking about the Old Testament Jesus wants us to think about this one man who was king of Israel this man who looked after Israel the man who had everything in life if you look back in the Old Testament he didn't want for anything he could buy what he wanted he could get what he wanted he was totally able to provide everything but Jesus says well guess what if you've ever seen a lily they're beautiful they're just a lovely flower and they're more beautiful than anything that Solomon had Jesus is trying to get you to think very carefully about your attitude of mind. He's getting you to think and trying to change it, isn't he? He's trying to say to you, why are you anxious about all these things? Why are you thinking about all these things? Why are you worried about all this stuff? Why does it go into your mind? Why are you worried and constantly thinking about it? Because you're spending all your time thinking about getting, thinking about putting in your barn, putting in and, and storing. But, but why? Because even a flower... Is prettier and cleverer and better than Solomon was. Solomon was, and so Jesus was going to say now, well, but if God so clothed the field, and it was quite interesting. This uh, Friday we had our chapping cut in the grass, and he was chopping it off, and he was going to take off the markings, which was for the sports day, and he said I'd have to put them back on, but all the grass just gets blown away. It was interesting; it was a bit windy, and the grass was just blowing away. And Jesus says, well, look, you know, if, if that's been taken care of which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven you know yourself you cut the grass don't you you chuck it away into your bins if you're lucky enough to have a bin we have a bin in county durham which takes away all our waste this is what life is like he says this is what jesus wants you to think about he says don't worry about it don't worry about those clothes then don't worry about how you have them and Jesus says, if you're worrying about all these things, 
then he says a very condemning thing to each and every one of us, which I suspect makes us think hard about our life. He says to you and to me, something that's the first thing that's really, really hard to take on board. He says to you, well, you've obviously got no faith. He says, oh, ye of little faith. It's quite condemning, isn't it? It's quite something at us. It's quite something talking to us. It's quite something really getting to us. He says, if you've got no faith, what's he talking about? You've got no faith in God. No, you haven't. You don't trust him. Why don't you trust him? Ah, well, you see, I don't trust him because what I do is I store up my stuff because I know that tomorrow will be like today and like everything else, and I've got it all planned for tomorrow. We as human beings are like that. But Jesus is saying, no, step back. Try and have faith. He wants you to have faith. Therefore, he says, do not be anxious about what you eat or what you drink. He doesn't want you to be anxious about any of those things or what you wear. He keeps reinforcing it. Don't worry about it. Don't spend time on it. Don't waste your time thinking and contemplating on these things. It's just not worth it. While you're doing that, life is going by. My, my great uncle said to me that when you get older, life will go really fast. I said, yeah, right. Um, we're in July, apparently. <laughs> I thought it was January still. Life does go fast and it goes very quick and you suddenly realize how little time you have. So Jesus is saying, forget all these. And why does he want you to forget all these things? He wants you to forget them because of this. The Gentiles, he says, seek after these things. What's he talking about? He's talking about those in the world. Because don't forget, what I want you to understand is that the Sermon on the Mount is talking to his disciples. He's trying to encourage them to understand how their life should be. And so he's saying to you and to me how we should live. And he's saying, look, if you're going to live this way, don't copy them. Don't copy the Gentiles. Don't be like them. Don't, don't listen to how they do it. They go after all these things. They go after that. But that's the wrong way. But you know yourself, every tele-advert, every, everything you hear is always pushing on to... Have you ever noticed on television, when you've just watched a programme, it will say, coming up next Sunday. You think, well, hang on, there's a whole week. And I can guarantee you, tomorrow morning, when I turn the radio on to go to work, if the Lord tarries, they will say, oh, can't wait for the weekend. And they'll start talking about the weekend from Monday onwards, living life tomorrow. It's what the Gentiles do. We don't need to, he says. You need to think carefully. Don't forget, your heavenly Father knows you have need of them all. And this is quite incredible, isn't it? Jesus is not saying, you don't need clothes, you don't need a house, you don't need to be fed. God's saying through Jesus, look, God will take care of you. He will give you clothes, he will give you food. But don't worry about it. Don't be anxious about it, and don't spend your time on it. Quite something, isn't it? This is, this is a total mindset. I know it's a difference. I know it's a change. And this is what it's all about, what Jesus was talking about. This is why we're talking about don't live in tomorrow, live for today. You may not have heard of this, but have you ever tried to live in this moment? In this moment we are here, we're looking at a screen, or we're looking at things, or, or you're perhaps looking at your Bible. At the moment you're listening to what I'm saying. Hopefully you're not thinking, oh, I wish you'd shut up and I hope I could go home and have my dinner. I hope you're not suddenly thinking, well, tomorrow I'm going to have a great day because I'm off on holiday. Or, or tomorrow I'm going to do something else. Or tomorrow I'm going to do this and that. Jesus wants you to think about now, this minute. Because God will take care of everything for you. 
and look after you. It takes trust. It takes faith. These are difficult things I do appreciate. And Jesus knew this when he talked to his audience. He knew that they had to learn this. And you will have to learn, if you want to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, you will have to learn to have faith and trust in him. And he will provide you. It's interesting. If you talk to many Christians, they'll see how that when they've pursued and done the things for God, then it seems like everything else is taken care of. Because their focus is not on what the Gentiles look for, but on what God wants them to do. Yeah, how can we illustrate this? Well, I was trying to think about a way of talking to you about this and how I could sort of show you about trust and how I could show you about how you can be trusting God. There was a, a period in, in the New Old Testament, in Exodus, when the children of Israel were in the wilderness. And <clears throat> they're going, oh, thanks for this one. You've now got us in the wilderness. There's no food. There's nowhere planting. They were wandering about. They said, this is daft. We're going to starve. God puts them to an amazing test. It's called manna. And what he tells them there is quite something. He wants them to understand this, and this is taken from Exodus chapter 16. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I'm about to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go and out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them whether they will walk in the law or not. On the sixth day, when they are preparing what they they bring in it will be twice as much as they gather daily wow imagine if I said to you don't worry we're going to provide all your food forever but you need to only take from the store what you need for today that's all you have to do oh and, and, and on a Sunday you won't be collecting so I want you to collect double on a Saturday or it could have been a Friday for them but can you, can you carry double and that's fine but every day, just take what you need. So don't take five apples because you think, oh, that will last for the week. No, no, just take the one. Don't take food that you don't need. And so they have to go and take and gather this manna for one day. This was a test. This was a test that he wanted them to do. And Moses said to them, let no more leave any of it over till morning. Why mustn't they leave it till morning? Well, human beings being human beings, but they did not listen to Moses. Some left it of it for till the morning, and it basically bred worms and stank, and Moses was angry with them. Human beings are human beings, aren't we? We'll just gather a bit more. It'll either save me tomorrow, or it will save me. My nan used to always go into Birmingham, when she lived in Birmingham. She used to go into, it wasn't unique, but she used to go into the market and get every day her food because she was not used to having a fridge or a freezer. And so she used to go and get her food for that day. This is the same thing. But here the children of Israel who are in the wilderness don't listen. They're not listening to what God has to say to them. It's a shame, isn't it? God was trying them. God was testing them. The manna was a test of God. The manna was a test to see whether they had the courage to they could just live day by day. And that's your challenge if you want to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, if you want to be part of what the Lord Jesus Christ has on offer. Have you the courage to do the same, to trust that God will provide for you every day? They had to learn it. And they learned the hard way. Because as you saw, if they kept it overnight, it stunk and went rotten and went horrible. 
It was unusable. Can you do that then? Can you trust in God? So how do we do this in everyday life? How do we bring that idea of trusting in God day by day? How do we begin to understand? How do we begin to do this? How do we not worry about what things in our life? Well, first of all, we have to learn not to be like the Gentiles, don't we? We have to learn not to, to want and to look like them. We have to try and be different. It's a different mindset. That's what we're trying to get at. We keep saying it, but we want you to understand it. It looks like we need to get our life in order so that the pieces fit together. I wonder whether you will accept what Jesus has to say to you, whether you will find this hard to understand, whether you'll be able to take it on board or not. Is what he's saying hard for you to understand? Is it difficult? Because this is a total change of mind. He wanted the disciples there to understand that. He wants you to understand it. Because otherwise, you will never be able to live today. You will always be thinking about tomorrow. And he wants you to desperately think just about the one thing. Jesus was going on to say, how are we going to do this? How are you going to make sure that this is the first thing? Well, Jesus talks about a thing called a kingdom. He talks about a kingdom that will come upon this earth. I'm not going to talk about it too much because I haven't got time and it will take longer. You'll hear talks about it if you look around. You'll see how people will tell you about this coming of a kingdom. Jesus said one very simple thing. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. This is verse 33 if you're in your chapter there. He's trying to make you understand this. He says, that's what you need to be doing. Yeah, but what about this? And what about No, no. Put... God first and seeking his kingdom that's what we must do if we can do that then everything else will be added to you everything else will be given to you oh good so I'm going to get the nice car I'm going to get the nice big house I'm going to get the nice holidays I'm going to get no it's not about that it's about making sure yes you have a roof over your head perhaps because God wants you to have life and he wants you to have this life in the kingdom that is to come upon this earth and your heavenly father knows exactly what you need and he'll take care of it it's, 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 it's quite something isn't it if you can live today if you can live in this moment if you can live for now not worry about tomorrow he will give you everything including a kingdom there's no ticket or anything you just have to begin to learn and to believe and to trust it's what he wanted him to do. It's what he wanted his disciples to do. He was trying to stop them being anxious about life. He was trying to stop them, change their life to be different totally. He wants you to be different as well. The Apostle Paul was then to say these words. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will grant your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So if you've got a problem for today, not for tomorrow, take it to God in prayer and he will help and he will sort it. If you don't think he does, can I give you a tiny, tiny illustration of my life that it actually worked? I was unemployed and I was on my way back from Blackpool and we went to get in the car and there was a pool of water. And on the way back, there was a funny noise. We stopped and looked. There was a hole in the exhaust. Our car was falling apart. It was quite an oldish thing. 
And we knew we hadn't got the money. We knew we weren't able to do it. And I was unemployed. There was no way of actually paying for this car. We were going to drive it back to our friends over there in, in County Durham and leave it and whatever. I walked in the door and my friend said to me the first thing, you're going to have to go straight to bed because you've got to get up in the morning. You've got work. And I worked for the next year. Now, you can decide what you think about this. It's either when I prayed for God's help, was it that he miraculously just did it or did he provide for me what do you think I know what I think God was taking care of it, it doesn't matter about a car it doesn't matter about an exhaust, it's just trying to make you understand that God if you pray to him, which I did will take care of you and will help you and will guide you as best he can but have you got the courage have you got the strength that's what Jesus is talking about here in this verse. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow's got enough worries. Whatever happens tomorrow, there's enough. Just try and live today. Try and live for today. You say, because it's sufficient for the day, is the trouble that we have. Can you put your worries about tomorrow away? Can you do it? Can you have the courage to do it or not? This is James who had this to say. <clears throat> when talking about thinking about tomorrow, when talking about thinking about what you're doing tomorrow, he says, come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go and do this and such and go to a town and spend a year here, there and trade and profit and let's do this and let's do that and tomorrow we'll do this and tomorrow we'll be on holiday. Tomorrow we'll go and do this, we'll do that. We'll, we'll do what we want. If you're going to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, if you're going to follow God, if you're going to follow the Christian faith, that you do not know what tomorrow will bring. I don't want to be morbid, but you could be dead tonight. You could be dead tomorrow. You're all going to perhaps get in a car. Most dangerous thing in the world to do. You could have an accident and kill yourself. How do you know what tomorrow is going to bring? What is your life? For you are a waste and a vapour appears for a little time and then vanishes. And he goes on to say, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time, then vanishes instead. And what he says to you is say this. If it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. So he's not saying you can't plan. He's not saying you can't try your best to sort things out. But he's saying try and live today and put it into God's hands. Let God take care of you. Let God help you. Can you do this? Are you capable of it? Well, Jesus has said, what's the conclusion? Where have we got to? What is the point that we're getting to? Well, he's told us to seek the kingdom first. Put that first. If we can do that, we can begin to put things into perspective. The manna was a test. A test from God to try and make them understand. Then we can take in today and not live for tomorrow. Don't keep thinking about tomorrow. Don't keep thinking about what tomorrow will bring. Because your heavenly father knows exactly what you need. He'd feed the birds. So surely he'll feed you. And surely he'll take care of you. It's amazing to think. That your heavenly father knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly what you have. And what you need to have. If we trust in God. Believe in his son. Then the kingdom is for, put the kingdom first above all. He will give us a life everlasting. In a kingdom. He'll make sure we've got a home. 
He'll make sure that we've got food. He'll make sure that we've got life. He'll make sure that we have clothes. He will make sure we've got all these things, everything you need for your life. Don't worry about tomorrow. Try and live in today. And if it's difficult, if it's hard, then think about this psalm which we read together. What's this psalm about? The psalm is trying to tell you and encourage you to understand that God is there. When I lift up my eyes to the hills, from whence does my helper come? My helper comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He will keep you and will not stumble. He will look after you. He will take care of you. If you can trust in him, if you can have faith in him, if you can do it. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep you. You're going out and you're coming in from the time forth and forevermore. But you have to have the trust. Do you have the trust to trust him every day? I wonder if you have. The Lord Jesus Christ taught the disciples something very simple, which I'm sure you've heard before. It's called the Lord's Prayer. And in there he's asking you to think about every single day. Live the day as it comes. Don't think about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. Live in today. So Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow has enough worries of itself. Thank you for listening. I hope it's helped. I hope it's encouraged you to think about this. I hope it's made you think very carefully. Jesus is saying to you, live for today. And God will provide everything for you. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed that talk. For more downloads, videos, information about what we believe and details of our meeting times, go to our website, ormskirtchristadelphians.org.uk. Thank you.